Rabbeinu conveys to Klal Yisrael all the efforts, the spiritual efforts that he's made in order to go into Eretz Yisrael. And Chazal tell us that this Veschanan reflects the the amount of tefillahs in order to make it into Eretz Yisrael. It's really a, a shtickle of Dover Pella for many tzadim. This whole idea. Parts of it is something that we can't even understand exactly how it's shaykh that Moshe Rabbeinu should have such a ruchniistic yearning. Halavai, everybody should daven for these kind of things that Moshe Rabbeinu was davening. And he should daven and daven relentlessly. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu should not allow him to go in. His tefillah should not be able to be miskabel. It's, it's really a dovo, it's a dovo nifle. That, that on its own is something that is And clearly, it's if he knew that he wasn't going in, so was Davindel. Moshe Lachar Davanavim. He knew. He knew what he could do. He knew what he can't do. So what's he davening for something that's not Lamaisa? In fact, the Medrash Rabbe, Moshe Vino goes out of his way to say, Baisahi. Davin Baisahi. What's Baisahi? So the Medrash Rabbe says, Baisahi. Says the Medrash, It's really a double nifle. That once he heard that Moshe is going in, uh, that Yeshua Benun is going in as a leader, Moshe said, oh, now he started davening. What, 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 what went on here? Again, some of the Achreinim understand that that until that point he he thought the Rebbeinu would be mevatel. That was like the the maskone. And the truth is, they say b'shem the briskerov that once the Rebbeinu told Moshe that Yeshua is going to be man chalaret Yisrael, who yanchilenu, so Moshe Rabbeinu knew. That that could never be revoked because there's a klal. Nevuah toiva ain't hakadosh baruch hu choizobah. Nevuah ro hakadosh baruch hu choizobah. So kolzman it was only a nevuah ro. It was a bad nevuah being expressed only to Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, that they could still be a chazoret. Mashein came once the nevuah was said as a nevuah toiva for Yeshua, then it was already irrevocable. That strengthens the question. So what's Moshe davening? If that's really the way he felt. Additionally, the stomach I always had on this vote, that's why I had a suffix to be miyachas to the briskerov. L'chayra, anything that is in the Torah is irrevocable for that reason on its own. Anything that became a chaluk of nevuas Moshe, nevuas HaTorah, that's loite mechulefes, and that it's irrelevant if it's a nevuah toivo or nevuah ra. 
So all this is very difficult. Very, very difficult to understand exactly what was going on. How there was such a in against Moshe. Why was Moshe continuously davening? But I really want to be aimed on one Nakuda, on Musa Haskell, that I think we could learn from all of this. And that is with the question that maybe is most bothersome and most protrusive. Chazal tell us here in the Medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu Davin 615 tefillas. The Gematri of Eschanan. That's how many tefillas Moshe Rabbeinu Davin and the Medrash says interesting things that Moshe told Hashem if I can't go in as Moshe allow me to go in like whatever that means if it means one pshat is take it literal to be misgalgal over there like a chayah similar to what we know of Gilgulim. And another approach is that Moshe was saying, I won't go in else Moshe Rabbeinu. Just let me go in else. Like a Chaya would go into Eretz Yisrael. In other words, without a special schus. That's, that's the other way to learn the Medrash. Anyway. Fascinating Medrash. Amli HaKadosh Baruch so the question is, why is Moshe conveying to us the failure of all of his tefillahs? Why? Why would Moshe Rabbeinu tell Klal Yisrael that I dive into all of these tefillahs and they weren't successful? That's the biggest use for any person. If you look at Moshe Rabbeinu, he was the Avanavim. He was the closest man to Shemayim. If he couldn't prevail, so what's Atfila going to prevail? Moshe Rabin Shal Yisrael would want to teach us the Koyach the strength of Tfila, not Chas Vesholim, the failure of Tfila. This is always what bothered me. Why would Moshe convey this? And you should know that the Pnei Yeshua, Mesech Hezboch, Beis, he makes even a chesm, makes a whole chesm, that Moshe Rabbeinu, from the moment he started davening, from when he thought there was an opening, like Rashi says, which was too bad, mamish today. Yeah? So from then, Moshe Rabbeinu started davening, Right? And if you make a cheshman of the tefillahs from that day, from Tuba'av until Zion Ado, and you times it three times a day, right? Except for Shabbos and Yom Tov because you're not allowed to ask, make pakoshas on Shabbos for Yom Tov. It comes out of precisely to the number of tefillahs, 515 tefillahs that Moshe Rabbeinu So Mamashi. Every single day of his life, at the end, when he thought there's an opening he can request, he begged that he should make it into Eretz Yisrael. So what's the lesson? 
So I think perhaps the idea that could be conveyed here, and I'm saying this really the whole sheer, Lilinishmas, Rebetzin Bracha Newhouse, Allah Hasholim, because I said this by Roshloishim, which was this week, I said over to the family, one of the verter that I frequently tell the Talmidim, B'Shem Rav Shach Zechat Tzadik Levroch, Tesis brings down the Meseches Brochus. What's the strength of the Bris Melech? We know that Tesis brings down that the Medrash says that why do we have salt on the table? We know that we have salt as a Zecher for the Mizbeach, for the fact that they salted the Korbonus. So Tesis says because the Sotn is Mekatrik. At that moment, the Sotn is Mekatrik. The, the Sotan is Mekatrig on when we're sitting around the table. And the reason why the Sotan is Mekatrig is because everybody is quiet and they're not doing mitzvahs and they're sitting around. The Sotan comes to the Sotan's Mekatrig. They're waiting for the person to come to make Amoitzi. So when there's idle time, that's the time for the Sotan to be Mekatrig. It's like we're naked from mitzvahs. So we have the salt on the table. That acts like a zecher. It brings back the bris, the covenant that Hakadosh Baruch Hu made with the salt by Bris and that's Megan that protects us. So if Shach asked, what's the protection of the salt? Why punk that the salt of the mizbech? So he said an unbelievably powerful idea. If Shach said that when the Baruchim created the world. And there was a, a machlekes between the Mayim al and the Mayim al-Tachtoynim. And the Mayim al-Yoynim said, they talk a word. And the Mayim al-Tachtoynim also wanted to be the Mayim on the, on the bottom wanted to be close to Hashem. The whole Bria wanted to be close to Hashem. So the water that was sent down to this planet wasn't very happy. The Abanishan said was Mephias the water, don't worry. There's gonna be Nisuchamayim, there's gonna be water going to Mizbeach, there's gonna be salt. Salt, which is a byproduct of the water, is gonna be with all the carbonus on the Mizbeach. For the Medrash is mashma, that the water was satisfied. HaKadosh Baruch Hu consoled the water with this consolation. Asr Shach. What kind of consolation is that? The water wants to right now, instant gratification, wants to be wants to be with the Rebbe Not only that, it's the entire body of the water. Right? The trillions and trillions of gallons of water that want to be So what does Hashem say? That in a couple thousand years, for a couple hundred years, there'll be minute amounts of water or salt that will go on the Mizbech. What kind of consolation is that? Says Rav Shach, we make a mistake to think that a mitzvah is only the moment you're doing the mitzvah. The strength, the power of a mitzvah is not the moment you're doing the mitzvah. It's every single minute. Every single minute that you are 
involved in preparing for that mitzvah, in anticipating for that mitzvah, as much, I mean, the way we would put it is as much as your life is wrapped around that mitzvah. You have the Yizkarvus Hashem with that mitzvah. You know, the Chassidish Yisvarim say that a mitzvah is a lotion of tzavse. You know, you have in Aramaic, tzavse means to accompany. To accompany, to be close to. So, the idea of a mitzvah is that every minute that you have a mitzvah, you're accompanying the Rabbani Shalala. You're living with the Rabbani Shalala. That chibur, that connection you have to HaKadosh Baruch So long that you're involved with that mitzvah, you're thinking about it, you're anticipating, you're preparing for it. Technically, a Jew could be living his life as one long string of state of mitzvahs. If that's what they think about it, that's what their life's all about. Well, how do we see people live for all kinds of things that's important to them? And those things become dominant that you could say they're always living in that world. Okay. You can have a, a person who likes to fly planes. I met somebody this week. You could see a leptagansavoch, he's living in the planes. Even if he takes a once a week trip, he flies only once a week. Lysa, the whole week he's flying. Okay. You have people that are skiers. And they have on their phones and in, in every zecher that they have in their life, they have all the pictures and the videos of of these activities that they're doing. And that's where they're living. Aganskyol Lepman does. That's what Shach says. He says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the water that was down here a mission, that you're going to be put on the Mizbech, you're going to be poured. And there's going to be salt on every coat. At that moment, the water down here had a mission. To anticipate, to prepare, to be designated for. And that alone is a mitzvah. That itself was a chayvim l'malkeinu. The, the water wanted to be chayvim l'malkeinu, wanted to have that mission, wanted to have that closeness. It was able to have it the entire time. Even when there was no mikdash. And it was able, all the water was able to have it. Because the water was designated for, for itself. Zokter of Shach, that's what Toysus is saying when they're sitting around the table waiting to make a Berch Samoitzi. That's also a mitzvah. That's an occupation of a mitzvah. Sitting around the table waiting, waiting to make a bracha for the Banishlel. That's the Brismelech. Moshe taught us a tremendous lesson. This was not a failed exercise. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu taught us that for the entire last chilek of the last year of his life, he lived, he lived in Eretz Yisrael. How? Through his tefillah. His tefillah, his yearning, that itself was a Yiskalvus. It also explains why HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed him Pretty much, according to the Chesmer and Pnei Yeshua, allowed him to keep on going. He only told him to stop when it was the end. And if it was in vain, why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell him right away, wasting your time. The Teretz is the engagement, the davening to be in El Tzishchoyel, the Ebron of Ere, 
that itself was to a certain degree Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. It was Moshe being there. It was Moshe experiencing the Iskarvas to Rabbi Yisrael. And that's our lesson. And I would say that this perhaps is a lesson in tefillah in general. Not always does the Rabbi Yisrael answer one's tefillah in the precise way that they maybe would have wanted and what they really were asking for. But so long that they are engaged in tefillah, they're communicating with the Bariela. And that alone is the greatest tzchus. And that alone is a tremendous iskarvus. The kirvas alekim li toiv. Just to have that closeness to the Rebbe And perhaps that's the greatest lesson of tefillah. Not only was Moshe not telling us not to be miyayish, but Moshe Rebbeinu was telling us that the engagement itself is the greatest madrega that one could experience. Agut Shabbos Rabbi